Pursue what you love, what you're passionate about. Don't let somebody else dictate your life's path. Jack Nicholas. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast that helps you be the leader. I'm Jeremiah Sullivan. I'm your host. And um, welcome to another great episode. We're going to dive into some strategies and tactics to help you with your overall performance and your leadership. We're going to talk about ways that you can adjust the, the, your approach in life to, to succeed, to get to the outcome faster. Okay. And um, all that I ask is that if you find value in today's episode, if you laugh, if you learn, if you walk away inspired, you know, energetic, enthusiastic, just share it with a friend, post it on your social media, put it in your story on Instagram or on Facebook. And um, if you'd like to tag us, tag, tag us in there as well. And it's not just me. I am joined by my co-host in the room, the virtual room, the podfather himself, Justin Phillips. What's up, dude? Jeremiah. What up, man? <laughs> I'm uh I'm ready I'm ready to record an episode of Be the Leader. Perhaps 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 the best episode we've ever done. It will be it will calling, be the best episode we've ever done. Calling the shot right now. All right. Well, let's rock and roll, man. Um you know, we got we both are moving moving fast right now, okay? You got a lot of priorities. I got a lot of priorities. I know the listeners right now have a lot of priorities. I feel like the world Right has now is priorities. has a lot of priorities, man. <laughs> has a lot of shit going on. Well, you know, you, you got to think. You got the pandemic spiking again. People, mm-hmm. people, uh, f- you know, freaking out about that. Um, trying to figure out whether to kind of clam up or or whatever. Just continue to go out and about and put up their defenses. You got people trying to get back into the workforce. You got people struggling with unemployment. You got people, um, you know getting i saw some stuff with real estate right where the uh the eviction laws are changing so you got don't you see that stuff too no not really but yeah so basically you know there's been hey there's been laws on whether or not you can evict somebody during um the pandemic because of everything that's going on and and so people have been i mean there's a lot of people that needed probably needed that law in place but there's also a lot of people that were taking advantage of that and saying hey if i don't pay my rent you can't kick me out because of pandemic so you're seeing all that kind of unravel right now. And it's it's an interesting time, man, because on one side, you're seeing people say that there's no work out there. I can't find anything. There's no jobs. And then yet, yet then, or yet, I mean, then you see, you go down the road and you see all these signs. Hey, yeah. we're, we're open for hire, jobs available. Come in here. You know, I can't find any work. I used to talk to mo- all my business owner friends and they're like, man, I can't find people to do X, Y, and Z jobs right now. It's so hard to find people that work, man. So it's like, you kind of see this contrast um, on both sides, you know, Good. Well, I don't know. The other, some that's interesting to me about that too, that I've been going through related to job searches too, is that there's kind of been this flip between like, which jobs are actually paying good. Like I've noticed that a lot of the big box retailers or, you know, huge restaurant chain, stuff like that have just upped their pay so much. But I think a huge part of the problem is that other industries, other kind of more appealing jobs in terms of what the actual job is, aren't paying enough to keep up with the Dunkin' Donuts pay rates or the Walmart pay rates or anything like that. And I don't know, it's just been this weird thing happening. Dude, I agree with that. And I'll uh, I'll give some insight onto some things that I've seen. And for the, the listener tuning in right now, um, this is an, uh, this is going to be an important episode for you to listen to because whether you're you know a solopreneur, you know an entrepreneur, business owner, or a leader in your family, today's episode is a special one because we're going to talk about you know really the 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 fast moving parts in life and how it's easy to get caught up in in that busyness and and so much so that it's going it, it can cause you to lose sight of what you're actually after, right? Like right now the world is kind of in chaos. It's been in chaos for a while. And you know, you might be in a job right now where it feels like absolute chaos. Okay. And so the goal for today's episode is to get you to kind of pull out of that and take a macro view of life and your situation. So you can figure out what your next steps are and maybe just enjoy the process a little bit more. So this, this, this podcast, this topic for today, it's work-life balance. 
It's on, um, you know, digging yourself out of the hole you may have put yourself in. It's, it's going to be on stress management. It's going to be on all those things that, you know, it's going to bring you, uh, we're going to address some things that are going to bring you more peace and intention in life. Okay. So it's kind of a holistic type of episode today. Justin, would you agree with that focus? Is that kind of, that's the page you're on? I would agree with that focus. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's continue to move forward. Let's continue to dive in. So on the topic of what's going on in the world, you know, again, I believe, I believe that things are moving really, really quick to some degree. There's a lot of different moving parts. You still see a lot of people resisting some of the changes that are going on in the world, like the virtual argument. Are we going to go back into the office mm-hmm. and work in person or are we going to stay virtual? There's that resistance there. You have some people that are still in denial. Um, and then to your point, there's the marketplace is unique. The marketplace yes. is really, really unique because you know, you have a lot of businesses that got wiped out and then you have, you know, federal policies that are in place, um, like unemployment right now. Right. So a lot of people are on unemployment and that's, there's, there's an incentive for people to stay on unemployment. So what you have is a situation where a person who has, you know, maybe a minimum wage job or just above it has to decide, do I stay on minimum wage because I am earning more on minimum wage or do I go ahead and sack up and take a job where I'm going to actually be earning less, (laughs) but I'm going to have a salary and I'm not going to be on unemployment. Right? So it's really contradictory type of scenario. And then to your point, Justin, you know, you have these businesses like restaurants who are short staffed because a lot, you know, a lot of them either shut down or had to go to reduce, reduce personnel. And now that they have a little bit of wiggle room to open back up and invite the public in or you know do their delivery services or whatever they're having a hard time getting their cooks to come in to work for the yeah. wages that they previously had before the pandemic as well so what what does the owner of the business do in that situation he raises his his salary he says hey we'll give you you know 30 bucks an hour to or whatever it is to to cook food here and and then the person that's going to be that's going to be the cook has to decide do i take the 30 dollars an hour and go work weekends Okay. Cause when you're a cook, you're going to work Friday nights mostly, right? Yep. You're going to work Saturday nights. You're going to work the busy shitty times. And then do I take that sacrifice my time or do I just say, Hey man, I'm not going to take the job. I'm going to take unemployment and not deal with the stress of working and make less. So it's pretty, really, really unique time frame. And then on the other side of it, you have, you know, startups that are figuring out how to pivot and make sense of the marketplace as well. You have a lot of people have, uh, what I've seen is a lot of people are saying, you know what, I can't rely on a salary job, right? I, it's obviously that it's obvious that a salary job is not as stable as I once thought it was because of what happened during the pandemic. And so you have a lot of people that got, that were on the fence of maybe I should start my own thing saying, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and start my own thing. I'm going to start my own mm-hmm. business. I'm going to go collect unemployment. I'm going to start, use this time to start my own business. And so you have a, a lot of people right now that went from salary jobs to oh, to now I'm going to do a startup. With that means that there's there's the people that have been building startups all along. They actually like if you've if you were if you were an entrepreneur and building a business prior to the pandemic and maybe you were like four or five years in, you had some success, right? Then the pandemic hits, people get wiped out of their jobs, but you've been in business long enough uh, to have some stability. And you're small enough to where you can pivot during the pandemic, meaning maybe you didn't have a retail store, a big one that got completely wiped out because of um, because of the costs associated with it, right? And so, anyways, what I'm saying is that it that a situation like that with a startup is attractive to the person who wants a change in lifestyle and they want to work for something or inside of something that has potential. Okay, so it recruits a person that kind of wants to be an entrepreneur, but doesn't really have the idea. And that person comes over and now they're stuck in, they're in a job, not should say stuck in a job. They're in a job where they're building a brand new, essentially company. If you know, I say brand new, because mm-hmm. if you're, if you're within five years, you're pretty much brand new. Right. And they're fighting for survival as well. So it's a, it's a crazy, crazy situation world that we live in. Um, what, what are you seeing that I might be missing? <laughs> I... There's a lot that goes into it. The main thing that I'm seeing too that you might be missing too is that the the rest of the world exists just as well, which mostly has to do with the work from home thing. But a lot of uh, U.S. versus anywhere else in the world, you know, like labor with the work from home thing, you know, labor is going to be cheaper for a lot of things if you outsource it. 
to other countries. And if people don't want to go to the office and they want to work from home, there's a lot of, you know, virtual assistant type of jobs or whatever the case may be, where you got to think that businesses are going to be like, why would I not just pay someone in another country? you know, five bucks an hour to do what you're asking 15 an hour for. Bro, I, I just went through that exact line of thinking this morning while I was on my run, I was out there and I was like, one, I had a, had a mentor one time. He, he told me just to hire a, a virtual assistant for some of the stuff that I needed done. He was like, bro, just get yourself a, a VA. You know, he's like, you, you, you pay him like 10 bucks an hour. They work outside yeah. the U S they're super responsive. And, I, and for the business owner, that makes sense. But for me, I was like, I, you know, I was thinking about this morning with some other small periphery tasks that I have going on. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I actually want to pay more and put money into Americans and help yeah. them out during this time than do the VA thing. So, but yeah, it is a moving part as well. Okay. And yeah. to add to your point, when you have people working remotely, okay, now the entire structure of our society has changed where there's less boundaries. And there is less structure, a weekly structure, mm -hmm. okay? Which means what I'm seeing a lot of the times is people are moving, business owners are moving to remote systems and then people are available on the weekends. So people are, people are, people are more available virtually on Saturdays and Sundays. So for example, if you're running a chat-based oh, okay. system for your company, you have like a Slack channel where everybody jumps in and you're a smaller company. I've seen this numerous times. It's Saturday and there's always one guy that like loves to work. Like it would probably be me, right? Like I'm in, if I'm in a company and I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to succeed. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go in there on Saturday and I'm going to go in the yeah. chat and I'm going to start doing my job. And, and then that causes other people to feel guilty that they're not working on Saturday. So you have like the, the regular boundaries that we have in life, Monday through Friday being the work week and then Saturday, Sunday being off mm -hmm. th that structure is being challenged. Yeah. And I think more and more people are kind of falling into this 24 seven lifestyle, which is more of the lifestyle of the entrepreneur. Would you agree with that kind of assessment? I agree with that. And to add to your point, adding to my point, <laughs> yes, there's also the fact this was in another one of my clients podcasts. They were talking about this recently too, that there's, there's the caveat too, with the work from home thing that basically what we found out throughout the course of the first round of the pandemic or whatever the hell we're calling it at this point is, you know, people worked from home and productivity didn't really go down. In some cases, it went up. Obviously, it's case by case basis. But overall, people were like, oh, this work from home thing actually works. But with the caveat that there was also nothing else to do when we yeah. did this first trial <laughs> run of people working from home. So I heard someone bring up that point recently that once, you know, if we start getting back to normal here and you can you can go to a basketball game, you can go out to lunch in the middle of the day, like you can actually do things again then the work from home productivity probably goes down because people will have distractions available to them yeah. and actually be able to do things. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, that's a definitely a theory, right? Um, Which scares me that that's an incentive to shut things down. What do you mean? So frankly, so, well, productivity being up for people when they don't have anything else to be doing, you know, if we want to keep that product productivity up. Oh yeah. Well, and I actually just talked to a, a business owner yesterday. I uh, went up for a, I was doing a high level strategy session with some of the guys in my team and on one of the adjacent sides of my company. And, you know, we were interviewing some of um, his clients that had businesses as well and talk when we were talking about the accountability piece uh, that you just, you just brought up and the productivity piece as well. And he was saying it's a, from his lens, it was an absolute nightmare getting people to actually perform from a virtual environment. He was trying to figure out how to get them to show up. And, um, I, you know, the, the point here is through all this, we're really just shaping the picture of what's going on in the world right now. And we, we basically have this 24 seven lifestyle that everybody's living right now, where it's, you just, every single day, you don't, like I said, you don't have the boundaries that you used to have. Yeah. Right. Monday clock in on a Monday at nine o'clock, leave on Friday at five o'clock or whatever it is that, that, that your place of work had before. And so it's actually a huge problem because what you're seeing is a lot of high performers, people that listen to this podcast, okay, of people that are trying to absolutely kill it and dominate. You're seeing these people get used and abused and go above and beyond and burn out and crash. Yeah. You know, you see it all the time, man. Um, because when you're a, uh, 
competitive person, optimistic, positive, you want to kick ass, you pretty much say yes to everything. Yeah, I can figure that out. I can fit foe. I want to win, right? You see, well, go ahead. You seen that? I, I just, I can relate. That's it. Is, is that sound like, can you, yeah, can you relate to that the you, same way? Yeah. So elaborate a little bit. There is no elaborate. I mean, I do. I just do the same thing. I just freaking, hey, we need you to do this thing. I can figure it out. Yeah, I'll get there. Yeah. So for that person, that's that's uh, if that sounds like you listening right now, where you just maybe you feel like you're always in a grind 24 seven. OK, where you're you're living an almost an entrepreneur life, but maybe you're inside of a company or maybe you're you're a mom or a dad. And it feels like you never get a chance to let up, you know, because you're always saying yes to the kids or yes to the significant other, or yes to the dog or whatever, right? If you have that problem where you say yes, because you're just trying to crush everything and it's nonstop for you, you know, you're going to want to listen to today's episode. Justin, what do you, what do you do to help yourself out to kind of, you know, not to, to kind of rein yourself back? You know, what do you, what do you do? Jeez. I mean, <sighs> The main thing I do is that I just I really put a lot of effort into trying to stay aware of the boundaries that should be set around mm. my life. And I just it it's a matter of it's a matter of saying no at the end of the day is what it is and being decisive about what you're doing with your own time. I heard someone say the other day, too, and I've always like thought this and I never know how to put it into words, but really, really adopted this mindset that. I choose to do whatever it is that I'm doing at any given, any given moment, right? Like I am always, I'm doing this podcast right now and that's, and I have every choice to not be realistically, you know, that comes with consequences. There's cause and effect with everything that people do. But at the end of the day, like whatever you're doing at any given moment in time is your choice. And once you kind of start to understand that, really, it becomes at least a little bit easier and more realistic for you to just let go of the things going on. And I think abundance plays a role in that just as well, too. I've had to learn with a lot of things, kind of the push and pull between how afraid I should actually be to let go of something and what the odds are of it coming back. So I think that's what plays on a lot of people with their job or with money, which is tied to their job, is that they're just scared of losing it because they don't think there's more of it mm. or they don't think there's another opportunity waiting for them anywhere. Yeah, and it's then like they a, feel... a fear-based decision versus a logical one that moves yeah. you forward or, or whatever. Dude, I would agree. Man, you, you, there's so much for me to pull out of that, and I want to dive into this like you know, to, to the graduate level here. First is that what you, what you said about you know, saying no is essentially what you're doing when you're always saying yes, is you're digging, digging a hole. Okay. Like you are digging the hole over and over and over again. Sometimes that's maybe you're even digging a hole by, uh, just making bad decisions. Okay. So you can always dig yourself into a hole. could be a positive hole, like from saying <laughs> yes to a bunch of shit, or maybe you're just constantly trying to help out your family members and friends and never, never helping out yourself. And that digs you into a hole, but either way, you know, every single day, you're the one choosing to dig, right? Just like you said. And, and when you dig that hole down, um, I did a, a social media post on this. I said, hey, guys, remember, if you're in a hole right now, you dug it. But the good thing about that is that when you're in that hole and you realize you've dug it, you can then shift into building your way out. Like, okay, I put myself here. Now I just got to build myself out and get out. That was the first thing that really struck a chord with me from, from what you just said. And I went through the same thought process on my recent getaway, uh, to, to Florida. Okay. You got a lot of you guys follow that are listening to the podcast, follow me on social on Instagram. And you saw that I went down to Florida as the first, you could call it a vacation. Um, I was only down there for three days or three nights. Um, I went down there mostly to do a little bit of business and do a business strategy getaway, but I did bring my wife and we had some good time. We had a good time down there. We spent some time on the beach. Um, I turned off my phone for jam, damn near a whole day, which was good. And one of the big things that I went down there for was to get clear about what I should be focused on and what my priorities were. Okay. The last time I went on vacation was 2017. You know, and that was, I went to uh, Australia, I think, and it was after a deployment. So, you know, I think it's important no matter who you are, whether you're inside of a company, 
um, a single mom, married mom with kids, you know, you're an entrepreneur that you, that you find time to pull yourself back and kind of look at the macro view of everything and figure out, okay, what, what am I really after? And what do I need to say no to, to your point, Justin, what are the things that I'm saying yes to that I need to actually say no to? And I did that same thing in Florida. I came back and that was one of my big takeaways. I got clear about all these things that I need to say no to. I was considering opening up. I won't even get into it. I was considering opening up some additional companies and I was getting really excited about them. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And I realized like, dude, just say no to that stuff. Delayed gratification, focus on what you're building now, you know, and just stay the course. And, and when I came back now on the, my current priorities, the things that I said yes to, I'm going super, super deep into them, man. And they're just getting better and better and better. So listener, you know, family that's, that's tuning in right now. That's your key point so far for this episode is if you're in a 24 seven grind, you know, what are you doing to, to, you know, create a, a space where you get to take and pull yourself back and have a macro view at life to figure out what's really important to you and what's not, what are you doing? Are you just making excuses that you can't do that? Huge, huge takeaway. I think that everybody needed, everybody knows, I think logically, but everybody needs to hear it again. You know? What? This is a question I thought of yesterday I wanted to ask you. And I didn't think it was going to tie into this, but it kind of does. What is your take on the concept of burning a bridge? Okay. So, so tie, that say, in, tie that into today's topic and then, and then elaborate on it. Okay. So I'll take myself. I don't want to get too in the weeds of anything I'm doing right now, but I just got a new job, right? Yeah. And I've got this part-time job in sports and I'm talking to my dad about the new job and stuff too. And like the number one question I've been getting asked about my new job is whether or not I'm going to keep the old one. <laughs> right. And I, I don't agree with this per se. I am, I am doing both, but this came up when I was talking to my dad yesterday, we were talking about this concept of burning a bridge. You know, when it comes to things like that, I know people like get all sorts of worried about leaving one thing, leaving work you know, because they don't want to burn a bridge. And I, I was kind of mentioning that earlier with people being afraid that something won't come back to them. It kind of goes back into that abundance. But I've just always heard that term, like never burn a bridge to people. And I think it's kind of dumb, but I'm curious to know if you're a believer in like, you know, when a new opportunity presents itself, knowing whether or not you should burn the old one. Yeah. Well, first thing, when you say burn a bridge, it makes me feel like um, I'm destroying something. Right. Yeah. And for somebody that, um, is choosing between a couple options ahead, like, like, here's an example. I was talking to somebody who hadn't taken a vacation or any days off in the last like couple years. Okay. Yeah. And they were, they were scared to request uh, leave from work to do a little vacation. They're like, you know, and they're a single mom. Yeah. And they, they're literally doing the full time, basically living like an entrepreneur 24 seven, you know, working their ass off plus being yeah. a mom. And then their guilt was, Hey, I need some, I need a breather, man. But I feel guilty because I feel like to your point, I'm burning a bridge, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm destroying something here by asking for time off. And what I'll say is that's a fear-based decision. Yep. And so you need to, you need to remove the emotion behind it. And then what I like to do is you know, if, if I'm so worried about what other people are going to think, I ask, I challenge the relationship. Like, am I, do I, am I really going to be working for a company or a person who, when I say I gotta, I want to pursue this other opportunity, if they're not standing behind me, when I want to go that direction, do I really want to be around them or work for them? And the answer is no. Okay. Um, so that's my stance on it is that I don't think that, you know, when you do decide to do something for yourself that, you're it, it's one or the other it's either you're burning the bridge or I, rather you have to burn the bridge i think that mm -hmm. if you're if you've positioned yourself correctly it doesn't matter you're going to be able to sustain the relationship and still go do your thing does that make sense that makes that makes a lot of sense i think i think what people need to hear out about that too and i don't know where this comes from in terms of the way that we're like all raised in society but there it's just natural to think that everyone the world's against you kind of in a certain to a certain extent or people that have authority over you, you know, your boss is against you or whoever's in charge, whoever the decision maker is in your company is against you, is going to replace you, you know, et cetera, to the point where my point being that it's like, okay, Jeremiah, I, it'd be great. I'd love to know that my boss at work supports me and wants me 
to have good mental health and, you know, things of that nature. But it's just hard to believe that for some people, I think. And I think a lot of people probably think that that just isn't out there, that no matter where they go, they're not going to find a company or a boss that is really looking out for them. Yeah, that's that's projecting some insecurities that I think that comes down to having more confidence in yourself and who you are. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm confident in myself, then I believe if I if I believe that I'm somebody that can drive results for any any company. Yeah. Then I don't have that belief. I'm like, you know, somebody out there is going to want me. Like if I if I know deep down right. that I I if you give me time, you give me skill, you give me you show me the playbook that I can achieve success, that I can become maybe a Tom Brady, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter where you put me. I, you know, I'm going to have, con- or it, not, it doesn't matter where you put me. It's I'm going to, I'm going to be confident to move forward. Yeah. It doesn't matter what team I'm in. So I think that if you're struggling, if somebody's struggling with the, um, the problem of, I want to take this vacation or I want to leave this job, you need confidence to move forward. Have some confidence in yourself. Okay. Like don't, don't live out of fear. Right. You've gotten this far. Where, you've got, where, you've got, go ahead. Where's that confidence going to come from for most people? I like to look at the track record. Okay. I like to look at my personal track record. You know, I think everybody has a track record and we all have negative stuff in our personal resume. If you want to call it that instead. Yeah things that we failed at mistakes that we've made. But if you look close enough, you have some really positive things like where you've kicked ass. So that, you know, that's one of my favorite things to to do when I'm at my, one of my low points is what's my personal resume. What are some things that I've done to kind of get my, my self-esteem back, my self-image back, my confidence back. And I just reflect on those things. And I had a moment the other day with my wife where I was, where I was actually doing this. And I was, it wasn't for myself. It was actually, I was talking about Conquer Academy members and, um, I was like, man, you know, I'm so grateful for these guys, for the people that are in Conquer Academy. And she was, you know, listening and I was like, well, here, think about this. And I told her, I was like, there's some fucking badasses, man. Yeah. Like, you know, many of them are renewing or we had you know, numerous people sign up last year during COVID. Yeah. Okay. During the pandemic, signing up to for their personal development and growth during a fucking pandemic and then going out and running marathons, running, you know, a hundred milers, ultra marathons, getting promoted at work. And I was telling her all this stuff. And I'm like, these are people that cut the excuses and move forward. These guys are some fucking badasses, man. And, you know, I'm praising them and I'm talking to her like that. And I think that most like people, leaders that are struggling maybe with their confidence or taking the next step. Remember who the fuck you are, man. Remember what you've built so far, what you've been through and trust that if you want to do the vacation, if you want to part from the company that you're basically battle tested, you've been through hell, you kept going and have some confidence in yourself to figure it out as you move forward. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I I mean, I think that's, that's going to lead to a breakthrough for some people, but I agree with you you know, to a T. And I think that at the end of the day, people, people make the decisions they do for a reason. Right. So I guess, I guess there's two lines to draw. There is that one, if you have low confidence, it might be a reflection of the fact that you're not doing the best job that you can in whatever it is that you're doing. And you need to fucking do something about that. Or otherwise, if you have low confidence, you kind of just, you kind of just shouldn't, if you have been kicking ass and making all the right decisions and don't have anything to be insecure about, yeah. You know, low. Co- I don't think you really get low confidence by accident. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're actually doing stuff, if you're actually trying your hardest, if you're actually hitting the mark where you're supposed to be hitting the mark, I don't think your confidence is just like accidentally low for some reason. Yeah, um, I think it. I mean, it really just comes down to the patterns of thoughts that you have, the way that you're talking to yourself. That's really what it comes down to because confidence, like having confidence and feeling like, like scared because mm-hmm. of fear, those are both imaginary scenarios. Yeah. They're yes. both not, they're both not real. So how is it that I can feel confident through imagination and fearful through imagination at the same time? There, there's nothing real about either situation, right? 
So you get to choose. You get to choose how you see yourself, how you're speaking to yourself, right? So it's a, I, I like to say that you need to command your inner, inner dialogue. Like I need to command that shit. There's certain times in your life where you need to stand your ground, control what's going on, you know, stand up for yourself. It's like the bully on the playground, right? You're sitting there and you got a bully that's picking on you every single day. He's doing it over and over and over again. Eventually you need to stand up for your fucking self, man. Right? And that's life. Okay. So when you're talking to yourself like that, afraid to take the next step, don't have any confidence, time to stand up for yourself. Have, you know, get in between your own ears, command the inner dialogue. Yeah. I just, uh, it, it takes confidence to move, to take the next step. Um, and so I think that somebody that's listening right now, if you're, if you're at that inflection point, that crossroads that you just need to remember your track record, remember who the fuck you are. Uh, and you'll have the confidence to figure it out. Now I'm trying to figure out what direction I want to go next. There's so much that I want to hit on here. Um, <laughs> oh, I want to, I want to say that, you know, if you're, if you are at that crossroads too, where you're deciding, should I take the vacation? Should I start on this next jump on this career opportunity? that presented to me, should I cut this, should I cut this, uh, other job that I was working in? Right. If you, if you, if you're thinking, Hey, I need it. Should I get rid of this baseball job? Right. Justin, like yeah. in your example, and you're trying to, you're waffling through all that. And you're trying to figure out what to keep and what not to keep. Re remember a couple of things here. First, first thing is you need to get clear about how you make decisions. Okay. If you don't know how you make decisions, then you're just going to fall. You're, you're going to fall into whatever you think the short-term gratification is. Okay. So one of the ways that I make decisions is I get clear about, is this path connected to my vision for myself? Okay. Is it connected? Right. If I'm going to, maybe I decided, Hey man, I'm actually going to pick up another job because I like this company and I'm going to do conquer Academy and work for this other company for whatever random crazy reason that would be for me myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I were to make that jump, I would ask, is this in alignment with my vision? Like, am I, is it going to help me get there long-term? Yes or no. If it says no, then no, I'm not going to fucking do it. And I also want people to remember this quote by Oprah Winfrey. She said, you can do anything, just not everything. All right. So you got to pick and choose which, which things you're going to do and you can do any of them, but you're not going to do them all at once. So let's narrow your focus. And the way you do that is by deciding, getting clear on how you make decisions to move forward. The other thing about decisions that I want to point out is that your, your choices are never going to be perfect. And the complaints that you have, you got to be careful that the complaints you have in your current situation, that you don't, that you're not going to bring them into the next situation. Okay. So what I mean is like a lot of times people in life are saying, Hey, I need out of this job. Yeah. Because I'm always so busy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they change jobs and then they're super busy there. And they're like, so busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like you got to realize that you are creating the reality that you live in. So if you're the type of person, no matter like what you'll find is you might shake out that problem of busyness for a short period of time, but then you're going to recreate it. Six months later down the line, all of a sudden, all that shit that you were like, you know what? I'm not going to say yes to all this stuff. It comes back into your life. The next thing you know, you're the guy that's running around. You got 10 different fucking things that you're pursuing at the same time and you re you recreate that experience that you were trying to get away from and in the old career or whatever it was you were blaming the job mm -hmm. right you're blaming everything else except for you it's like it's like the person that have you ever met somebody that literally has the same problem everywhere they go with other people don't ask for an example but i i think i have i okay. like okay I've seen this before where um, this person's been alive for like 30 years, right? And every single, I'll just say team in this example, every single team that they've been a part of and they move every year and a half, two years, yeah. there, there's always somebody in that team that is against them or that, you know, is uh, uh, trying to sabotage them. But it's happened literally every team <laughs> yeah. that they've been a part of for like the 30 years that they've been alive. Yeah. And then you bring, you bring it up to them. You're like, you know, this seems to be a pattern in your life. And they're like, yeah, everybody's just crazy. Their whole perspective is that the world is against them, right? When in reality, they are the common denominator, mm -hmm. right? 
<laughs> so it's like what I'm saying is as you're as you're making your decisions on what where to go next, you got to realize why you're making the decision. Are you making it because you're trying to get away from some chaos that you created? And by making this jump, it makes you feel like you're getting away from it. But when you get there, are you going to end up recreating the chaos because you're the actual problem? So if you're super, super busy, okay, and you're working 24-7, you need to get good at getting control of that busyness now in your current environment. And then if you choose to jump careers, you're going to be set up with the tools to be able to get that control in the next job too. Is that you following in that that little that you following that journey? Uh, I'm following Kristen? that journey. I'm okay. following that journey. The what other thing with problems, that? I'll spitball here for a second, is that there is there's an element to me of like the pick your battles to put the cliche on there. Like I feel like when you're jumping from a job to a business or a job to another job, whatever the case may be, there's always going to be some level of a problem, right? And that's twofold. One is that when you get too goddamn comfortable with things, you just start lowering the standard for what a problem actually is. And, you know, at one point, like, I know you feel this to some extent, having been in the military, right? And you talk about the the ladies in the grocery line or whatever, letting getting turned sideways for the day because their card gets declined or something. You know, there are those people that have just that are just at a point where they don't have any real problems. So they create them. and then there's then there's an element of like pick pick your battles you know maybe one job you're making a lot of money but you're just literally burnt out and working all the time and hate what you're doing so on and so forth then maybe you move into a new job because you're trying to get away from the problem of being burnt out and hating your life yeah. then you're making less money and then you have financial problems and you're starting to kind of miss the old job because you didn't have those problems then yeah. and you start going back and forth yeah so here's kind of what we're pointing out Okay, is that in life there is there you're all you're always gonna be faced with challenges. Okay. And whether that's work life balance, maybe you're around toxic people, whatever it is, maybe it's it's you're 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 always just seeing problems. Okay. You're always uh, you know, maybe you always feel like when it rains, it pours, right? Whatever it is in life, the solution to all of your problems isn't the future plan that you have. Okay. It's not the vacation. It's not the next job. It's not, it, it's not these future things. The solution to fix your current problems is not the, 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 the solution to fix your current problems is not the future solution. It's not, like I said, the vacation I'm, I'm, I'm working 24 seven. I'm burnt out. I just need a vacation. You're that's yeah. fucking wrong. That's delusional. Yeah. Now, do you need a vacation? Probably. <laughs> yeah. But your the solution is that you need to conquer the fucking day. That's the problem. Okay, you're not controlling the controllables within 24 hours at a time. We're not knowing what to say no to. We're not putting up boundaries. We're not very good at our time management on a day by day basis. That's the problem. So so if if you're somebody that's feeling burnt out, if you're feeling like you're somebody that just can't get a breather. You're, you're feeling like somebody that's always has always has problems, like negative people in their life. Okay, stop looking for the way out. Okay, and start building the way out by focusing on conquering the day. How how do I make the most of the situation that I'm in? Okay, and when you do that over and over and over, it compounds, and your whole situation gets better. And then you actually end up living a little more peacefully. You end up living a more like more more happy because you found a way to master. The, the 24 hours that are in front of you and make the day essentially a masterpiece instead of hoping for tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Today's the day. I got, yeah, my shirt <laughs> says today is the day. That's right. Today is the fucking day to fix your problems and fix your shit. Available at conqueracademyheadquarters.com. Yeah. And guys, maybe that sounds harsh, but I'm saying guys like focus on, you know, what do you, what do you want to achieve today? There's too many people thinking about this, like big picture shit. Like, and I, I, I get oh, okay. It. There we go. It is. I mean, it's true, but we should be, we should be vision focused, but so, but if you got, if you're so focused on the future, man, then you're missing the present. Okay. Yeah. So we got to get good at, okay, you know, getting my schedule on lock. And then when life throws me a curveball, how do I adjust and adapt to that? How do I, what do I, what do how do I, uh, create a situation in which I know, um, what to say no to throughout the day? What am I going to say no to today? 
like, like try that. I wrote a quote on my board today. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I like to put mantras in front of my face. You, I even, we even got swag, Conquer Academy swag. It's got <laughs> mantras on it. Like this shirt that I'm wearing that says today is the day. I love forcing myself to think in terms of those mantras. And there is one that I wrote up here. It'll probably be up here for months now. Um, I wrote down, how can you be great today? You know, you're, you're, you're trying to pursue and adjust an off camera. You were talking about this before too. Everybody's trying to build towards freedom, build towards financial success, build towards uh, the American dream, whatever that is for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. But all that stuff is the future. And when you get caught up in that trap, you're always, you're, you're, you're just digging that hole that we talked about at the beginning where you're caught in this cycle of just being a workaholic for a moving target. Because when you pour yourself into something and you're saying, Hey, I I'll get this. I'm doing this because I, I want freedom later. Well, or you, or you saying, I'm, I'm doing this because I want this mansion or I want this car or I want this, whatever the hell it is. That pattern of thinking follows you into the future. And then when you get there, it it's moved. Yeah. You're like, okay, maybe you have freedom. You got like all this, you got some money in the bank. And then all of a sudden there's a new line of thinking about what real freedom means to you, which most people can't even comprehend right now because you're not right. there yet but it, it exists. So in, in order to kind of get through all that now, let me just retract what I'm not retract, but re, let me just say something real quick. I do encourage you to have a vision and be working towards some grand vision. And, and I think it's perfect. I think it's beautiful to have something that you think it might be impossible to work towards freedom, whatever, because it, an impossible target is fun to chase because there's so much room for improvement along the way, you know, yeah. but at the same time, how great can you be today? Can you be a better mother today? Can you be better to your kids today? Can you be better at work today? Can you, can you create another half hour for yourself today? Mm -hmm. You know, today, can you be great today? So if you're in a grind 24 seven, you're always working. That's your belief. How are you going to be great today? Do you ever narrow down even farther than the day? Yeah, I do the moment. I all I'm very how can I be great in this moment? Yeah. Um actually and I do this with um with training. So with MMA training, I'll go to practice and when I I have a routine. After I'm done with MMA practice, I get in my car, I drive home. It's about depending on which gym I'm at, it's about 10 minute drive, 15 minute drive. Right. During that time period, I've probably been in training for about 3 hours, okay? It's it's on most cases. Um and my phone is likely to have messages in it. People either in Conquer Academy hitting me up, clients hitting me up. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's busy. It's natural for me to want to respond to that stuff right out the gate. Haven't had my phone in three hours. But one of the things I do is I can jump in the car. I keep my phone off. Sometimes I'm not perfect. Sometimes I open it up and I kind of see if, hey, is there any emergencies? And then I turn my phone over and I put it in the cup holder. I turn off the music and I drive away from practice and I say, like, did I complete the task? Did I exceed the question? The specific question I asked myself is, did I exceed the standard that I set for yeah. myself? And I inventory it. And I'm like, sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes it's, dude, you fucking killed it. But I always try to pull out the reason why. Hey, I exceeded the standard because, you know, I showed up early. I got my mobility work in or I stepped off the mat later than everybody else. Or I asked better questions than everybody did I exceed the standard that I set for myself? So when you asked about, do I bring that micro view, even more micro like nano, uh, the answer is, yeah, I'd like to, I'll ask myself that question probably right after this podcast. How did I do on that podcast? Was I present? Did I give it my all? Was I great in this moment? You know? Yeah. What made you ask that? It was just something I was thinking of because I think what I was picking up on from what you were saying is, basically the fact that you really perform in the moment if you're thinking about the moment i guess like the more you think into the future and the more you use your imagination to come up with future scenarios the less you're actually doing anything and the more disconnected you get from right now and then that kind of starts to deteriorate the future so i was just wondering and i've had i think that's what causes those things too have you ever had i don't know i used to have like maybe classes like this in school or certain events that would come up where you like 
you're like really dreading it beforehand. It's kind of that syndrome of like dreading Monday morning on Sunday night less than you actually do on Monday morning or more than you actually do on Monday morning when you're there. And I think that's where that comes from. I think we worry more about how much we're going to hate what happens in the future than we worry about just, I don't know, how, kind of the opportunity. being present. Yeah, yeah or, the, or the opportunity to be great today. Yeah. You know, instead of worrying about how today could be or Monday could be a complete disaster, why not think about the opportunity that Monday holds for you to be great? Yeah. I did a I did an Instagram post um, last night on in my story, and it said obsession is a gift. Do you ever see you ever see me post that? Yeah, yeah. So I say obsession is a gift, and I explained it last night. What's your interpretation of that? From from when I when I post it, whenever you post obsession is a gift. Yeah. My interpretation of that is, oh, now you're going to make me think about things. Yeah, I'm making you apply yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I agree with it because I have an obsessive personality. So selfishly, I agree with it a lot. And I see it, I see it from that lens of, like, dude, honestly, I just don't know. I don't know what the hell I would be if I wasn't obsessed with everything I ever do. I, I can't imagine. I, I have to think I'd be doing like nothing or nothing useful at least. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't be good at anything. So I see obsession as a gift. Cause it's the only reason I'm good at anything. I don't have any friggin' natural talent in really any yeah. area of my life. I mean, the only way I've ever performed is by being obsessed with whatever the fuck I'm doing. So I, and I, and that's exactly how I feel about it too. And I, I think that I used to get shamed or guilted or whatever for kind of have a go, go, go personality. Yeah. But I, I like feeling that way. I like feeling inspired. I like feeling obsessed. It's an exciting feeling for me and it's, it's passion. And if I wasn't pursuing things that I was passionate about, I'd probably be miserable, man. I'd be, it'd be horrible. So every night, you know, I, I, when my mind's racing, I try to, I create awareness around the fact that I'm, I'm kind of in overdrive thinking mode. Right. And I acknowledge the fact that that this isn't a problem. This is actually a gift. I'm thinking about MMA, I'm thinking about business, I'm thinking about clients and my mind is just racing and I'm seeing, I'm seeing some problems, but I'm also seeing a lot of, I, I'm visualizing the success of everything as well. Okay. What the next fight's going to be like, the next client win, the next, you know, whatever it is, whatever the next step is within the things I'm obsessing about, I start thinking about it and it gets me really excited. And, um, not everybody has that in their life, that obsession. Okay. And to your point, one of the big things that helped me shift from dreading Mondays to being excited about Mondays is because I stopped seeing them as a chance for me to go or a, as a day where I went into work or whatever it was. And then I was putting out fires all day. And I saw it as a chance to get closer to these things that I've been obsessing about at night. So I go to bed, like last night I went to bed and I was, my mind was in that, that state. And I was like, man, I cannot wait to, to wake up and get closer to the things that I'm, I'm working towards. This is great. I get another chance to be great today, you know? So, you know, I think that that that's a huge mindset shift for a lot of people. A lot of people do have that negative um, thought process before they go into the thing that they're doing. They're thinking about, oh my gosh, whatever their belief is, I work 24 seven, I'm a single mom. It's, it's so hard, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, well, guess what? When you wake up tomorrow or maybe it's today and you're listening to this in the morning, you have a chance to be great today, a great mom to them, to get closer to kind of perfecting the world that you're living in. Yeah. We, you know, we talked about a lot, man. Um, I found value in, in today. It got me even refocused on some things that I, uh, I just hadn't really spoken out loud, you know? So I appreciate the questions that you asked. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, see if I'm missing anything that I want to highlight. We're going to close out. Uh, no, I think we hammered home the point. The ham we hammering home, you know, really the focus of today's podcast. You know, I promised that we were going to talk about a little bit about work life balance. We were going to talk about, you know, reducing some stress. And what it came down to was getting really good at conquering today. Okay. Stop thinking about the future. Stop thinking about your next breather. Okay. I like to look at succeeding and the journey that you're in like swimming. Okay. Have you ever swam like a great, like a longer distance? Or, and if you haven't, you can probably still imagine this. You're in the water. Maybe it's an open water, like a reservoir or something. Okay. But it's, you got like a mile from end to end. 
All right. And you're in the water, you got your head down, you got your goggles on. It's hard to see in the water in, in, in a, you know, a lake, essentially. You can't really see a whole lot, but you're, when you're focused on swimming, you're focusing on perfecting your strokes. Your head's in the water. You're kind of having trust in where you're going. One arm comes above the other. You come up, you're focusing on your breath, how to synchronize that whole thing. And through the process of executing, you don't really have time to think about where you're going and you can't see it. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of like the day that you're in. Yeah. You're executing, you're executing, you're executing. But every once in a while you need to come up and as you're coming, lifting your head up, you need to look and make sure you're on target with where you're trying to go. Okay. If my head's always above water, if I'm always trying to look where I'm going into the future, guess what? I slow the fuck down. I actually don't move. It's really hard to swim like that. I'm going to burn out. I'm going to gas out and I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to be basically treading water at the end of it. If I stay like that the whole time, it doesn't happen. So if you want to be efficient to keep moving forward, put your head down, focus on today, focus mm-hmm. on conquering the moment you're in, making things efficient, come up, look where you're going, make sure you're on course and then back down and master the, the skill of swimming. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I want to close out today just by asking uh, one more time that if you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do. I would like to read your review. And today was a valuable episode for, for me personally, because um, I got, I just became even more present in, in this recording. I, I've, I know I'm going to be more present throughout my day today. So it definitely made me better. And if it made you better, please share it with a friend. Okay. That's all I got. Justin, you got anything before we close out? No, I wish I did. I, I was really trying to think of something like clever and witty. And for once in my life, I can't. So, all right. Well, no, just leave it there. No worries. I'll I just think this was the best one we ever did. <laughs> Damn straight. It was new levels every single time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, be the leader. I need some motivation. motivation. Every day I try a little harder, but my dedication, dedication. keep my head way, way above the water. Crying myself and I yell at the wall, begging to run, but I needed to crawl. I see the finish line up ahead, trying to get traction from all of this tread. I am a king. I am a queen. I am more than the people can see. I am strong when I'm needing to be. Vulnerability's nothing to me. You can try, but I'm unshakable. My successes is never debatable. I'm coming and I'm so interchangeable. Here's to you and all that you are capable. You gotta go home.